What is cracking, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. If you have no idea what's happening, we don't usually upload things on Thursday. Thursday's not a podcast day. What's happening? It's a different radio show. It's a different thing. It's di- it's different. If you want to know all about it, go listen to the episode prior to this one where I interview Evelyn. She's a barista for us. She does so many amazing things, and she had this vision to create her own little storytelling pod, taking some people that were all around on the regular basis, whether it be other employees that we work with or people that come into the shop or just people that are associated with Cat and Cloud in general, and tell the stories behind what we normally see of those people. So you walk in a coffee shop, you're like, oh yeah, you're a barista, but there's so much more to you than just being a barista. Everybody's got these little intricate things that make them tick. Everyone's got a special story, and she really wants to tap into that. So again, listen to the episode prior if you want to get the full scope of what's going on. This is going to drop every other week now. So it's Thursday right now. You won't get one of these next Thursday, but you're going to get one the Thursday after that, and that's how it's going to roll. And they're called one in ones because you know what? Heritage, all right? So with that, I'm just going to let Evelyn take it away. See y'all soon. Bye. One in ones. One in ones with. And sitting with us here is Tanner. This is me. My name is Tanner. You may have heard my name mentioned on the podcast before or have seen my bearded face on the Instagram page. (laughs) My crazy antics. Chris Baca likes to post about me. For yes. whatever reason, it's very, it's very, it's very strange. A, a very special person. Thank to, you to Cat and Cloud. Thank you to Cat and Cloud family. Mm, um, the family. I, as you can see, I had to put down the hair. This is the the thinking. Yeah, this is mode. the Evelyn. I've. Do we know who's talking on the other end of this? Do we know? Yeah. Who is Evelyn? <laughs> the omniscient Cat and Cloud <laughs> the voice. Cat and Cloud voice. This is uh, the this narrator. This is you for- listening to the voice of Cat and Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Did I remember to like? To like put my did I put my keys in the bag oh, or are they still shoot. in the car? Like, oh oh no! Hey guys, You'll welcome in. Know. How's it going? <laughs> That's yeah, like for sure. you're like when there's nothing you're in. You're like I'm just doing tasks, but I'm also thinking about everything did right now. Hey guys, what's going or on? Do what's I up? need to like put more soap on it? It's time for like, genuine connection, and then back to my internal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> That's who's speaking on this end. So. Yes, Evelyn and Tanner yes. wrapping it down. So, Excellent. Tanner, yeah. just a. Uh, Really basic thing. Tell yeah. us where where did you grow up? Mm, I grew up in the tiniest of towns. I grew up not too far, actually, where, from where Chris grew up. Um, I grew up in a town called Escalon, which is about ten minutes from Modesto. And hopefully, most people are familiar with Modesto, but essentially, it's like Central Valley, California. Totally. Like, yeah, and it's it's dairy country. Oakdale, Manteca, Stockton area kind of vibe. That's what's out there. Um, we'll, we'll put a link to a map. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, because yeah. you up. will not be able to find it. If you've <laughs> ever been on 120 going to Yosemite from the Bay Area, you've probably driven right through it and didn't even know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 7,000 people. Super small. Yeah. How did, how, did, uh, how did you like growing up there? So there was, pl- I think growing up there was pretty amazing, actually. If I look back on the experience I had, I... Basically went to kindergarten and preschool with the same people I graduated high school with. Nice. And my graduating class wasn't really small either. It was about like 300 people, which maybe I didn't feel small to me. Um, but yeah, so I grew up with a really, really strong community. And what was really cool is my great-grandfather, my great-grandparents 
had about five kids and all of them and their families as they started to grow stayed in the same town. So I had this town of 7,000 people where a lot of my extended family was on my mom's side was still in this town. And so I grew up babysitting all my cousins, really close relationships with my aunts and uncles, like, like skate over to their house kind of thing, you know, like ride my bike and like swim in my grandparents' backyard. I literally lived, my next door neighbor growing up was my great grandfather who was lived to be 101. And then my grandparents lived down the street also. Some, yeah. Some deep origins. Just like deep roots. Yeah, <laughs> deep roots. So for me, I grew up with a really strong sense of um, of community and a strong sense of family. And then, but post high school, a town like that really starts to dry up quick. You're like, yeah. uh-oh, I need to go now. And yeah. like find my wings because... In a town with 7,000 people and the coolest thing around is like a Starbucks is sure. kind of a bummer when you're like, I'm just, I'm 18 now. Like, what do I do with my life? Yeah. You know, it's like not you a great place to spread my wings. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to spread my wings. So. I spread my wings <laughs> and I learned how to fly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that song has so many layers. Oh, yeah, dude. It's just so deep. It's, so she knew deep. what she was doing. So deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't they all? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and um, so yeah. what is like one of your earliest academic memories that you have? Mm. Academic memories? Yeah. Like in school? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think. I mean, I remember the first day of kindergarten, like weirdly vividly. I remember my mom dropping me off in front of the classroom and I was pretty nervous. Um uh, but you're talking about actually learning learning moments more specifically or just like actually just... Yeah, just like, I, I guess I say academic because it's something, mm. it's one of the earliest memories you remember. Mm. So it's a lot of people associate that with their first day of school or mm. something like that. So something very early in your childhood that you remember. Okay. Or you just like, yeah. whoa. I would say, yeah, like probably that was one of the earliest things. That I remember, but I also, you know what? No, I remember preschool. This is weird for me, but I remember <laughs> preschool and I rem- remember meeting my best friend, Logan Stewart, who remains a good, good friend of mine to this day. And we went to preschool together mm-hmm. and that was my f- earliest academic memory is I can remember being on the playground with him and like, I don't remember what we were talking about or how we were interacting, but I do, I remember connecting with somebody I was like, this is my friend. And like that being a, like a, yeah, that being like a very <laughs> special moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now we're like, we're like pretty different people, but we still like pick up like right where we left off. Nice. Like every single time. So yeah, that's from my childhood and like dealing with like going to school, I guess preschool maybe counts, but yeah, I, that's my earliest memory nice. that I can think of. Yeah. It was really special. Would you say like, would this be one of like your favorite memories as a, of one of your earliest memories or is it like the start of it? I think maybe that's like when I think back into my childhood, there's moments. Yeah. Where I, I can remember like little small things that I remember being like, I can remember certain moments on Christmas morning when I was like maybe two or three, you know, Um, those are pretty special, you know, like little things that I remember. Or like if I see a picture, I'll immediately get transported back to this. Like it'll trigger a memory, which I think is pretty normal for people. But yeah, I get, yeah, I think meeting one of my, one of the most important people in my life was really, 
really impactful for sure. And then I also have like memories, you know, like when I was five, when I broke my arm falling off this, like the, my grandparents had a pool in their, their backyard and there was a, like a slide that you had to like climb up to. And it was about like seven, eight feet in the air. Mm-hmm. And you climb up that thing and I slipped off the top step when I was little, like oh, five no. years old. And I remember this is like one of the most like vivid memories when I was little is I broke my arm and I didn't know cause I like kind of went blurry. Like my vision went blurry and I just felt like, like so much pressure on my arm, but I didn't know what it was. Oh no! There were like these weird pipes that I remember thinking like there were these weird pipes that were laying on the ground. And I, th- I was like, why is my arm underneath the pipe? That's how it felt. Uh-huh. They were like really strapped to the ground. Yeah. And I was like, why is my arm underneath the pipe? How did it get underneath the pipe? And then I realized, oh, it's the pressure from my arm is like snapped in half. And it was like a V shape. Oh yeah. my god. And I just, uh, then, then I don't remember anything because I think adrenaline just like kicked in and I couldn't like <laughs> remember anything. And all I remember was I was like, my parents told me after the fact that I was laughing hysterically in the doctor's office because <laughs> they had like given me some drugs to like chill me out while they basically broke my arm back into place. Yeah. And so I was just laughing as they were like placing my arm back to it's how it should have been <laughs> you're like this is so silly so like, i was Gumby. like look at my arm <laughs> <laughs> so i remember that actually pretty vividly don't fix is, it i need yeah. it for show and tell yeah exactly can i wear this like this or <laughs> it's pretty cool nobody else has a v arm i yeah that's for certain <laughs> um, um. Yes. So you, you got like a really sick cast and where everyone signed in. Oh yeah, I was stuff. it was full on so cool. And like yeah. I didn't realize until even now later in life, like a lot of people have never experienced breaking bones. Yeah, like me. You haven't broken <laughs> I would have been super jealous had I seen you <laughs> where like, that guy's so cool, he freaking broke his arm and stuff. And everyone's like signing it and it's like he changes colors. He it's blue and now it's green and who knows, maybe it'll be red I later. Mean, obviously I had a blue and a green cast. No. I think my first one was maybe even black, dude. I loved so Batman. Ooh, and my yeah. So you're like, this oh, is, this you're is asking me about my childhood, and I kind of think about like photo albums I have in my house that I've like looked back to, and I'm like, oh, I remember when my dad dressed up as Batman, and like, literally, my cousin would like play a robber and like tried now. to steal. <laughs> he tried to steal stuff from me, yeah. and my dad would like beat him up, <laughs> like at the birthday party. <laughs> but he like looked this like legitimate Batman costume. It was so sick. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. You're just like, I knew it this whole time. Yeah. I mean, and now I have this cast and it's just like like my initiation. Yeah. I am Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. Your secret is safe with me. Thanks. And along with everyone listening. Everyone else that's listening. (laughs) Everyone, if you're listening to this, you, you please keep it low key. Perfect. Yeah. Nobody knows. Much appreciated. Um, yeah. Sick. What, what would you say or who would you say is a very, influential person or thing that has been or is still is in your life yes Mm. so i have i mean straight out the gate music i think is impactful for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons but for me it's just so important and has always been really really important um music and then i'll dive into why in a minute but music and then my grand, my grandfather, my grandpa Dan, as he's known, Grandpa Dan. Grandpa uh, Dan. Yeah, and I'll dive into him in a moment as well. But those are my two answers. Um, music, definitely, because it is. It allows me to like feel emotions and express 
things in a way that I think otherwise I would have a lot of trouble doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a verbal processor in some ways, but music has been this powerful tool in my life. It's how I've early on connected with my dad. Uh, My dad was a huge music fan when he was growing up and, and I think, you know, he was had all these bands that he would listen to, but he would like connect with me over music when I was little, like 10 years old, listening to like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Third Eye Blind and all these bands. And we would just like rock out so hard. And then, yeah, it was so sick. (laughs) And like, you know, he wasn't afraid. Like, I mean, maybe 10 years old, you shouldn't be listening to like Third Eye Blind. I don't know. Their lyrics are like kind of intense, but you know, and the Chili Peppers definitely, but just stuff like that. Like musically, he saw something in me that and like encouraged me in a way that was really special. And he bought me drum sets. Him and my mom both bought me like drum sets growing up. And, um, my brother played a little bit of guitar and then my dad bought like this really beautiful guitar at some point, um, when I was younger. And I actually went to guitar lessons with my brother because my mom was like, you need to go with your brother. So he doesn't feel like he's by himself. And Mm -hmm. at the time I was like full on, like, I'm going to be a drummer. It's going to be so sick. And, uh, (laughs) Don't touch my drum and, set. Yeah. And like, I was like, well, I don't even have a guitar to play. And my dad was like, well, you can use mine. Like while you're at guitar lessons with your brother, just to be there for him. And yeah. I was like, whatever. I have a younger brother. That's why. Um, and I just remember like getting it so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, yeah, I got like, I got it. That's, that's a chord and that's a chord. And okay. And I was like, maybe like maybe 10 mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it so fast and I dropped nice. drums like a hot, potato like I was like I don't care about drums anymore <laughs> like I always had rhythm like I have rhythm but I was more interested in like the guitar and what I could what the possibilities were with that nice. and so music for me has been more of a tangible thing like physically playing music mm-hmm. and listening to music and experiencing things like that have been so deeply impactful they've gotten me through some of the most intense moments emotionally in my life mm-hmm. and just like the realities of events that have happened in my life and they've given me ways to speak on and think about things that I wouldn't know how to otherwise. Is this like listening to music or also like creating it too? Creating, creating and listening. I think listening in the way that it gives, it continually gives you a fresh perspective and you find a song and you just like so deeply connect with that song that you're like, Oh, that's, that's how I feel right now. Like how does somebody else feel exactly how I feel Mm -hmm. also? Um, I think that was like a a really impactful thing for me to understand that music is a way that people connect with people they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty wild. And then creating music just gave me like this, this avenue for creativity that I didn't know existed in myself. And this also just confidence behind a guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I pick up a guitar, I feel like Mr. Cool in my own brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like to like, but not actually like Mr. Cool, like I'm super do not like to like flex, so to speak on, Mm -hmm. on people with the things that I can play. So I will more often than not just like kind of hold back Mm -hmm. and not be super, um, I don't know. I won't like try to show off or anything, Yeah. but sometimes it's fun because I'm like, Oh, it's just in there and I want to, you know, it's something that's very special to you and you don't want it to lose its like meaning or have it be like misinterpreted, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, I'm still, it's almost a feeling like I'm not ready yet to like let people into this little world that I have that is Mm -hmm. my music creation and like how I like to play music and what I, you know, all that stuff. It feels like a little world that's mine Yeah. and I don't want anybody to misinterpret it. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fair. Yeah. 
I think there's a a lot of people like also feel that way as well. But that's really cool how uh, what you said earlier, like music really connects like people together, people you don't really know, but you really you see one band T-shirt and you're just like instantly like, yeah, I know exactly what you are wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I know how deep you are, bro. <laughs> Excuse me, but we need we must converse yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it really is honestly, and I think what and like recently I've discovered i have you know ev who works with us also mm-hmm. um not me not to be mistaken no not evelyn no everardo <laughs> uh he and i have connected like like so fast with right. music like i think and the reason being is we have grown up listening to a lot of the same bands mm-hmm. and have a lot of the same influences musically and we both play guitar and um we like that was like a catalyst for our friendship like almost immediately like i was like i want to hang out with everardo like all the time because mm-hmm. i think that w- or I, I and this is my own monologue in my head i was like he's somebody i feel open and like freely sharing music with and like we get on this level where like oh did you hear that thing in like that moment yeah like i know you hear that and like you like that part too already before when i'm listening to the song for the mm-hmm. first time yeah. i'm like i share this with ev he's gonna be like yo did you hear that bass line i was like dude that's why i sent you the song you know <laughs> like yeah that's you know that's kind of that's the kind of stuff when you connect with somebody like that you just it's just kind of in you yeah. in a way that's like you it's organic and you, you i don't know how else to explain it it's, it's just, just very it's, easy it's like beautiful. you don't have to yeah. try it's like very minimal things have to be said and you just completely yeah. understand what's happening. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's so rad. I always joke with people too, like Nikki J. I'm always like, you know, like sharing or sh- sharing music is like my love language. Like when somebody is willing to go there with me to like get deep with songs and music, I'm just like, dude, it's just like my heart just explodes a little bit. Did we just become best friends? Did we just become best friends? Did, yes. Yep. <laughs> Can I go play guitar in the garage? Yes. Let's do it right now. Let's do it. Let's I'll be go. there in two minutes. <laughs> Great. I'll call you in five minutes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so that's so awesome, though. Yeah. So mm. tell me, tell me uh, about your grandpa. I think Grandpa was, Dan. Yeah. Let's yeah. get let's get grandpa around Dan. to Grandpa Dan. Oh man, um, my Grandpa Dan is the best human being I think ever. Uh, um, there you I, go. <laughs> I mean, hands down, mic drop, Grandpa Dan. You out there? Uh, he is somebody who has been the most consistent positive influence in my life. Um, I mean, yeah, he gave me my first job. He taught me how to work hard mm-hmm. before I even wanted to work hard. Uh, you know, that's classic grandpas, like just teaching <laughs> you what you've got to do before you got to do it. Yeah. Um, he was somebody who, and has continued to be a constant reminder of what I want to be and who I want to be like. And how I want to be in a marriage, how I want to be as a father, how I want to be as a mentor, a life mentor. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's all of it for me. Like he's somebody I look to constantly for guidance, somebody I talk to quite often mm-hmm. and somebody who is, is a constant reminder. He actively reminds me of things to strive for and how to be and how to be better and how to be a better person in, in my life. And yeah, he, I like, I just, you know, like classic lessons where he like would literally like when he, when he gave me my first job, Mm -hmm. I was a, he was a maintenance 
he was like the marshal of the or the course maintenance manager, whatever you want to call it. He was head honcho, managed the golf course that I grew up working mm. at. And it was my great-grandfather's golf course, and he was like the main guy there. He would wake me up every morning at 6 a.m. He would come and knock on my window. And like, of course, I'm late like every day because I'm like, you know, in high school and I am a teen, like a teenager and I just, it's summertime and I'm like, I don't want to get up like, and do this. Why what am I doing it? it? And like, even during the school year, Saturday mornings, get up, dude, 6am, let's go. And he taught me like how not to, not, how not to give up on stuff, how not to quit and like when to work really hard and when to know that you need rest and all of the things that I value now. I mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that I really value now in my work performance and my job and my life, I can trace back to my grandpa. You're like, Oh, this is why he was yes. like doing all these things and yeah. saying all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're just like, Tanner, I have something to tell you. Mm. Grandpa Dan. Yeah. He is Batman. He is. Oh my gosh. That's why he is the greatest <gasps> human out there. <laughs> So, it makes so much sense. I mean, the signs uh, were all there. <laughs> you, were, you were just a little too young to, to realize That's them. what it was, yeah. But I mean, I actually remember I, Chris, Jared, and Charles, when I first got interviewed, mm-hmm. um, I remember we were out at Natural Bridges over in Santa Cruz and on the west side, and he, they asked me, like, tell me about two of the most influential people in your life. And, I, and the first one was Grandpa Dan, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling them that same thing. And it, it's just... It's cool to see, like, f- you know, three three years down the line later to, like, for him to still be as influential and for me to continually look back at the things that he has taught me. I could get into it, but it would just be, like, such a rabbit hole. But the things that he's taught me, and I continually am still learning from him today, looking mm-hmm. back at his life and how he's lived it mm-hmm. and the example that he set for my mom and for, you know, our family, my family. Mm-hmm. It's just really special. That's really, that's really, mm. that's really nice to have like someone like that so early in yeah. your life. Yeah. Not a lot of people or not a lot of people have that so early in their life mm-hmm. or later they do, or sometimes they have to be that person for themselves. And that's really cool yeah. that you have someone true. like your grandfather. I feel, v- yeah, feel very, very, very blessed to have somebody like my grandfather. Nice. Grandpa Dan. Grandpa Dan, you're out there. And what's cool is too, my like my friend groups know Grandpa Dan. Like what? I know like a lot of people some people at Portola like recognize my grandparents when they we come in. You gotta call them up right now. So I'm like, Grandpa Dude, Dan, you, you like, need to be on this next podcast. Time, <laughs> next time my grandpa and my grandma come in, if you're working, yeah. that's like they come into Portola all the time. Like when they're in Ooh. Santa Cruz, they go to Cat and Cloud because they freaking love it. There you go. They're so we, we gotta about get it. Them. They're so about we it. We gotta get them to yeah. my grandpa has a shirt, dude. <sighs> It's the only Cat and Cloud shirt I don't have anymore because I gave mine to my grandpa. So it's sick. It's the very first one, the red one. Oh. I know. It's worth it. Lucky guy. <laughs> it's because you're worth it. It's because you're worth it, Grandpa <laughs> Dan. You out there? And I mean, yeah. Not to take away credit from anybody else in my life that has been like so influential, but yeah, Grandpa Dan course. takes the stage right now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Love it. We love you. Love you, Grandpa Dan. So... Tell me about, tell me about something you're like super stoked on right now. Like what, what's your jam? What are you hyped on? Shoes. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> shoes. Um, I've never met so many people into shoes until I, I got know. here to Santa Cruz. It's so stupid. I'm just going to call it out. It's ridiculous, dude. It's not I mean, even a, b- like, oh. Hey man, do your thing. It's, 
it's not about the shoes. And this is like, I have a couple of things. I'm obviously stoked on music all the time. And mm-hmm. like, I'm constantly feeling like really, really excited about different artists. Right now, I'd, I'd say I'm really excited about hip hop. Mm-hmm. I think there's like some really, there's some special albums out there that I've been really, really excited about. I've been listening a lot to the the, the Mac Miller album, Swimming. That's like, it's pretty, pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've just been interested in that and that portion of music recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the shoe thing is honestly just kind of like a fun way to like relate to, 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 <laughs> to my friends. Like, to like, it's like a, you're like, Oh yeah. Cause I've always been like about clothes as long as I can remember. Like my, my yeah. dad also was this way and he like mm-hmm. loved fashionable things. Like he was always Mr. Cool and still is Mr. Cool. Like, I mean, if you've ever seen my dad, he's like fully sleeve tatted, like wears hats and like cool dress shirts and cool stuff that most people can't pull off just to be real. <laughs> like he's like, you know, leather boots and like sick selvage denim and just like Dude. Mr. Mr. Cool. Um, yeah, for sure. But, uh, and so I kind of inherited that growing up. I was like, I always like, as long as I'm like, you know, I was like, as long as I'm like dressing like my dad, like I'm probably super cool. <laughs> That's how I thought, you know, dressing <laughs> like, like, uh, growing up and I, I found my own style and tried a lot of things and failed, but I've always had an affinity and appreciation for, you know, clothing, like cool, different styles and different fashion things. And, you know, like did the whole leather boot thing and, and, and denim. And honestly, it's just a fun thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I honestly, I think if you, if you know me, you know that I don't have like a style that you could probably pinpoint. You're like, yeah, Tanner, mm-hmm. like, he, like sometimes he has a beard and sometimes he's like clean he's shaven place, like with man. his hair. And like some, like once he had long hair and sometimes he wears baggy pants and then sometimes he wears skinny jeans and you're like, what, where's so this guy sick. at? Dude, like, why are you wearing sandals? And now like you're wearing Vans. You can't like, find me. Now you're wearing you Nikes. Yeah. I just bought a pair of Jordans for the first time and I'm super psyched on them. And I'm like, I don't care. It's just really fun for me. Like sometimes I'll wear fat, these fat, ridiculous watches, <laughs> like these old school G-Shock watches that I've loved. And it just, I think it's just one of those things that's really fun. So shoes is just an extension of that. Like yeah. I've always been into like boots and things like that, but the sneaker thing recently has become just interesting to me, mm-hmm. the culture and how like somebody could pay like $5,000 for a pair of sneakers. I'm like, what's that, why that, just because it's valued at that because the community yeah. at large, you know, like puts, puts that kind of value on things, which yeah. like blows my mind. <laughs> but I also understand, like I was, you know, not too long ago, I was like drooling over a guitar and amp setup that cost like seven grand. And I'm like, Oh, I, I could probably figure out how to do it. Cause I really <laughs> want to play guitar and I really want that. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of make it work. Like if you love it, you make it work. And yeah. And then also you might have to be smart about it and not spend thousands of dollars too. Sometimes. I mean, most of the time, most of the, time. The, the right choice, but yeah, sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that the thing that I'm psyched on, okay, so there's that. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, totally. So the other thing is work. And I know that sounds funny, but the, the work that I get to do, my life right now feels very inspired. So I feel like we're talking at a good time. <laughs> um, the sun's just hitting the sun everything is just, so beautifully. Oh my gosh, the lighting on the jungle. We're so surrounded by so much nature. We are. We're surrounded by some beautiful Japanese maple trees that are very, very, they're changing color. So they're in that nice orangey <laughs> green hue. Um, but work, the work that I get to do right now is I finally feel like I found like this little pocket of 
sweetness in mm-hmm. my work and my life balance, the mm-hmm. things that I feel. We've we've been doing a lot of diving into Strength Finder, the the Strength Finder tests that we did and the evaluation and um, basically what it does is it gives you an insight into what you natural your natural tendencies are as far as yeah, like how you behave, how you thrive what your strengths this is just what it is it's your strengths right mm-hmm. and it gives you your top five and it's pretty sick because when you dive into them you start to better up, you get affirmed in the things that you've always kind of understood about yourself but maybe not known how to put in words you're like i kind yeah. of this is generally how i operate and so what it does is it gives you a little bit of structure do you want to share your top fives i would love to i mean <laughs> it could get deep but uh my top five are strategic Relator, restorative, developer, and empathy. Nice. All of those things, and to break it down, basically all of those things point towards seeing people for who they are, wanting to get to know love people. It. I love it. Already. Wanting to get, wanting, we just, we just like, wow, we just spoke through our eyeballs. Right this is now. so intense. <laughs> <laughs> just looked her straight in the eyes, like, I see you. <laughs> exactly uh, that's happened. exactly what happened, though, for real. Um, um, all those things basically point to, in the, the context of this cat and cloud, the business is seeing how people fit into this organization organization and helping them understand how they see their future here. And that is like the most exciting thing for me because I can clearly see where I want to go at cat and cloud, but I want other people to see that too, because without that, you don't have an organization, you have totally. floundering yep. fish. Yep. And I've always felt really, um, I felt the ability for, for a long time to f- inspire people mm-hmm. to make people feel like they can believe in something and feel excited. Like I get that feedback a lot and I, it's going to sound ridiculous that I'm saying it to myself, but <laughs> like people are like, wow, I always feel really good after I talk to you. And I'm like, cool. Like I think maybe I just listened to you and actually heard what you were saying. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people get that. Yeah. And so for me, and I don't ever take it for granted. Like I genuinely try to go into every conversation with that in mind, especially now in my position that's just to be clear, my position is culture development and Mm -hmm. head of HR, Mm -hmm. um, which are huge shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. And I'm continually to learn, continually learning how to fill those shoes every day. And so it's like a, it's a learning, it's a time for learning that I have never had besides like when I was at school or learning how to be on bar for the first time, right? you know, it's like real tangible, like how do I mold the the vision for this company with the vision for the department and like yeah. move all these things in the right direction. Yeah. And then all of that said, like the product of that is having all of these people that we get to work with mm-hmm. come out feeling inspired. Feeling like they align with the culture, feeling like they're excited to be at work every day and that they can see the impact that they're making to the company Mm -hmm. and they can see where they want to be and where they want to grow to and how they can contribute to the organization. Like my goal is like to have everybody be able to see how they're contributing to the organization to Cat and Cloud every day. Yeah. You know, because the impact is so real. Yeah. It's just, well, it's because... I feel like you, along with all of our other, like, leaders and coordinators and mm-hmm. Chris, Chuck, and Jared, really look into, like, like okay, yeah, we're, like, looking into people's strengths and talents, mm-hmm. but we got to go deeper. Like, yeah. what, like, 
we got to look in there, look yeah. who they are. Yeah. And that sounds like very cheesy, like who they are, but yeah. it's like, I feel like there's a lot to learn from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like, I'm not going to make this about me, but just yeah. so like to see yeah. if you could agree with this. Yeah. When I took the strength finder, uh, my top five were learner, mm-hmm. achiever, adaptability. Mm-hmm. I think something along those lines, restorative and mm-hmm. connectedness. Yeah. And that's sick. <laughs> so after I took <laughs> it, I was like, for sure. 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 What, <laughs> what, is this mean? what does that mean? I just got five words thrown at me. I was that like, I know how to cool. spell that. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure I'm pronouncing connected niffs, right? Exactly. Yeah. And after like reading them more and like seeing like you get to read people's like, um, like their views of why they got this word and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And did you read the breakdown, like the awareness stuff, why you are significantly that specific? Thing? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I read like for each category yeah. and then after I was done, I was like, I went, I went straight to my mom. <laughs> I was like, like mom? Hey, did, did you ever this? notice this? Like as I was a kid and all yeah. this stuff. And she's like, she would like name all these like things, these words in mm-hmm. like a vague way like oh yeah you were always like very curious like you just wanted to learn things and I was like mm, that's number one that's learner that's <laughs> me and so <laughs> I think for me I've never really been someone who's taken like personality tests or like strength finder tests me neither so when I took this I was like everything makes sense like yeah. whatever I was feeling and learning as a kid and like through high school and like through college like mm-hmm. I never really found the words for it, mm-hmm. but and I knew I had this skill, but I had no way of pinpointing to what or what to even use it for. Like, oh, cool. This is just me. But now I know what this means. And on top of that, I'm at a place where they value this and they <laughs> want to know what this is. They yeah. want me to apply basically who I am and what I could do right. in this place. Doesn't it feel like such a simple, sub, like it's such a simple idea that you're like, take who you are as a human being and... We're going to get in this thing together. We're going to build a company. And we're going to actually look at people as people and say, where does this person, this person's unique and talented yeah. and wants and aligns with our culture and values the same things that we do. So why let's drive this thing together. Let's yeah. go. And, and in order to do that, I think a lot of people disconnect like work and life and like who you are versus who you are at work. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, there there is some a degree of separation. I think there has to be, you know, like the professionalism portion of it and what you're allowed to say and do at work that you might, might not do at home or you would do something at home that you wouldn't do at work. Mm -hmm. That's totally normal. I get that. Yeah. But to disconnect the very like person that you are and try to be somebody completely different at work is like for me to give an example, like the, I was a team leader at cat and cloud for, uh, for my entire career there, mm-hmm. basically here. Uh, and that was basically just means I was managing a cafe, managing a team, overseeing the financials, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I love working on the floor. I get so much energy from it, but I wasn't in my sweet spot necessarily. I could do the job, mm-hmm. but it wasn't going to fulfill me forever. Totally. And I think that's what's really valuable. It's like what you're saying is you're, you're putting words to something that you understand about yourself but and like maybe thrive. haven't seen the clear picture. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, so you're getting this, like, you're like, I'm good at 
I'm good at, like for me, I was like, I'm good at being a team leader. I'm good at being like a manager. Right. But why don't I feel like life given back to me except mm-hmm. for these little moments where I get to connect with somebody one-on-one yeah, totally. or if I get to like hear about, you know, something that somebody's going through and they, they, they tell me that, Hey, like working with you makes me feel really inspired. Yeah. Like I remember why I show up. I'm like, well, that I need to figure out a way to be able to do that more intentionally and more and to reach more people. And so now because of strength finder, Jared and Chris and Charles, they developed this, this position Mm -hmm. for myself. And now I want to do that for others. Yeah. So I've been meeting with people who reach out to me and who are interested and they're like, Hey, what do you do? Like, you know, like, what are you doing now? I'm like, let's, you know, get to know each other on a deeper level and, Mm -hmm. and start to see what you're, what the potential is and what is going to ultimately be the most fulfilling for you long-term at Cat and Cloud. Because you can't yeah. leave happier than when you came if you're not fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? Oh, one, <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, if 100. You, you going to learn today. <laughs> you're going to learn today. <laughs> well, you done, you done good, boys. Yeah, you done, you you, done you're good. You're doing great, sweetie. Thank you, Jared, Chris, Charles. So really quickly, how, or not really quickly, but... To just go off all that, how yeah. did you end up at Cat and Cloud? Oh, man. Here we go. I knew this question Step was coming. Step one. Step one. Realize <laughs> that you want to grow and do cool things. No. Um, <laughs> it was a pretty... Actually, it was a pretty awesome story. Looking back on it, I have no regrets about anything. Not one vowel. No, not at all. Um, so I moved to Santa Cruz about five years ago. And I'm really bad with like throwing out like a date, like, a, you know, like in 2013, I did Dude, this. What even is time? Yeah, I don't even know. It so uh, about five years ago, I moved to Santa Cruz, didn't have any interest or know anything about coffee. Worked at a plate against sports on SoCal. So sick. So sick, dude. I actually really liked, uh, liked the people I worked with and it was a good job. Yeah. I learned a lot of like a lot about like sales and how to talk to people and it was cool. Um, and then I started going to, I was going to school at the time, started going to a coffee shop on 41st Avenue called the Verve Coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people are familiar. Um, and I didn't, I went there because when I, my family used to visit Santa Cruz in, for, on vacation and stuff like that, we would go to Verve on 41st Avenue and my dad would get soy cappuccinos. And that, he was like, this is the best soy cappuccino like you'll ever have. I promise. And so I started drinking soy cappuccinos. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, I like coffee now. And I'm trying to be like thing. Mr. Cool. I'm not trying to be yeah. like my dad. Like, I'm trying to be Mr. Cool out here, you know? Soy cappuccinos, and here I come. Soy cappuccinos, here I come. Um, and I think it was because at the time I was like vegan or something. I can't remember. But <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like we're just going to casually like, slip that in there. That anyway, in there. Yeah. next topic. <laughs> uh, um, but so I did that. And then I started going there on my own when I moved to Santa Cruz mm-hmm. to study. And I was like, I just tried black coffee. And I remember her name was Amy. Amy, if you're out there listening. Um, <laughs> Amy remem- was the first person I remember remembering my name. Oh. She was like, Tanner. She looked at me and she was like, Tanner. I was like, that's me. And I was like, Amy. She's like, yeah. Oh, that's so and great. And that's the first time I had like a real like... <laughs> customer service interaction where I was like, I feel like a guest now. Please I feel take like my somebody, money. Yes. I was like, please take my money. <laughs> I feel connected now to this place. Yeah. And so I would go there like almost every day, drink black coffee. It's in the corner on the window. And sometimes I would draw and sometimes I would do homework and I'd just crush it. And eventually I got up the confidence. Me and my friend TK 
were, I mean, we've heard about TK in the past TK, on the podcast. I just actually Take saw him, him today. Did you? Yeah. He's a, one of my favorite humans ever. We like him. Yeah, he's a pretty special guy. Um, but we were simultaneously, he was working at Starbucks at the time. We were simultaneously interested in coffee and becoming more interested. And we started getting more like, hey, you guys should apply here. Um, mm-hmm. As we got to know the crew, we eventually applied, got a job downtown, Pacific Avenue. Here we come, Verve Coffee. We were like stoked out of our minds. We were mm-hmm. like, dude, we're going to be, we're so sick, dude. We're going to work downtown and like so excited. <laughs> uh, and then years go by, like a year goes by. I am just like furiously excited <laughs> about <laughs> coffee. And uh, I like got a barista position. TK and I got trained to be baristas pretty quick because we to fill a need. Um, met some of the biggest mentors in my work life there. Stacy Cook. I know you're out there listening. Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. Still to this day, one of my biggest work mentors and friends ever. We like him too. Yeah. He's, oh my gosh. Um, and I... Then I, I wanted to apply for leadership. I saw myself as like somebody who was capable of leadership and I was like, I want to try this out and became a supervisor, applied for a system manager position, got to be an assistant manager with Stacy at Seabright Cafe, which is the one that's attached to the roastery. Mm-hmm. Stacy was like, I got to go later guys. And then I got to take over that cafe as the manager. And that was a really big step for me. Cause that was my goal. Like after about like three or four months at Verve, I was like, I want to manage a cafe. I think I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that scared me that I was like set a goal for myself where I was like, I could fail. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, did that, managed that cafe. And then an opportunity came to open a new cafe in Santa Cruz on the West side. Okay. And then I got an opportunity to build that with our fellow friend, Samwise Gamgee or Sam Hudson, as he's known. Sam I call him Hudson. Samwise. Um, I've heard that name before. Yeah. And so he and I and a, a team of epic humans opened the Verve on the West Side. And at that time, I was ready for a change. I had kind of like, for my own personal reasons, I had kind of spent all of my emotional energy, like pouring in to just a lot of different parts of my life. So I was like, okay, I need a break. I know it's going to be good for me. Uh, and so I, I moved on from Verve. I moved over to Companion where Stacy was working uh, at the time and I started working there and he was so generous and so gracious and I can never and Aaron too who owns companion oh my gosh they gave me a job when I like didn't have one basically I was like you guys I need a change I need I need to move along is there any room for me a companion mm-hmm. and they're like we'll hire you tomorrow and I was just so like, sick. I was just so blown away and to get to work with Stacy again for me it was like just a magnetic pull, you know? Yeah. Like I was like, oh, put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready. Bros are back this in town. This is my movement. <laughs> this is what we train for. This is moving what we train for. Forth. Just, yeah, like <laughs> jumping around. Um, so to get to work with Stacy again was like a full-on a special experience for me. And then this whole time, and I haven't even started talking about the Jared portion of it. This whole time, I had connected with Jared when Jared was moving on from Verve. Over like a small moment, over like little moments that had happened throughout. We had had small interactions and then there was this one interaction that I think I've heard Jared talk about before on the podcast, but he essentially was like looking for housing. He was on a break or something upstairs at PACAB. It was like one of his last days and he was moving to Santa Barbara and we had this really genuine moment where we just connected over the vision for a company and the vision for 
how people should be treated mm-hmm. and what we saw being the future of what like coffee could look like and like service could look like just like these little things where we were just and like I remember him being like yeah man like and I just remember feeling connected to him after that like really connected yeah because he sat in on my very first interview ever at Verve and that was awesome mm-hmm. and so I was like, this guy's super special. That guy and I always looked tribute. up to Jared. Like I always, always like, dude, that guy brings the heat. He brings the energy. He's like <laughs> so on point. Like I always want to be like Jared. And <laughs> Hashtag be like Jared. Be like Jared. <laughs> live like Jared. <laughs> and now I feel really blessed because he's like one of my really good friends. And I yeah. just, yeah. So I remember that. And then Jared and I stayed in contact as friends. Like I went and saw him when I went to go down to see the Verbs in LA. I went and stopped by Santa Barbara and and chatted with him and got to see what he was doing at the French press, which was sick. He was helping them just restructure some of their business and like move forward and like do some different stuff, which was really cool to see him um, working on that project. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, Jared's like, yo, we're starting a company. (laughs) (laughs) And that this time I was working, I think I was, yeah, I was at companion and we were talking about, you know, the future of what the business would look like. And then they launched the web store, which was just like cat and cloud. And like the whole thing dropped, the podcast dropped, everything started. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was actually the first customer to get, like, I don't know if I was like the first, well, maybe I think I was, I remember Chris posting on the cat and cloud Instagram first customer. And I was Tanner Rourke. And I was like, yo dude, I got the yo, first hat. <laughs> I got the first hat and the first mug. And I was so psyched because I was just such a believer in Jared. Mm-hmm. And I knew Chris to be like Mr. Mr. Cool, like Chris Baca. I didn't know much other than like that he was like a trainer and like he was a barista guy and he was really cool. Yo, that's um, Chris Baca right yeah. there. But I knew at that point I had connected with Jared so much that I had I'd known that like Jared and I were like connected in mm-hmm. a way that was really important. Um, yeah. So then what happens was I decided I wanted to like interested so i started reaching out to jared about like hey when do you guys roast and where do you guys roast and what do you do and so i just started trying to tag along mm-hmm. i started you know and jared was like yeah like let me check you know with chris and be like, make sure it's cool and all this stuff and and they just like graciously opened up their world to me and mm-hmm. i was just this kid you know uh, they talk about it the other way around like wow he just like worked for free and all this stuff and i was like dude you guys let me learn like I was just wanting to tag along I and like, to try not to mess free. it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, I went to school for free. Um, but I just admired what they were doing and their vision and like, not to mention Charles Jack. I don't think this guy gives him that credit, but like he was, I mean, he's always somebody I just, my mind is melted every time I get to sit and talk with him at any length of time yeah. about business and like yeah. just about his vision too. Cause I think he's a little bit of a quieter voice in all of it, but Charles Jack brings some serious heat. Uncle so Chuck. getting and like I had actually worked because Charles, it's no secret that Charles worked at Verve while I was a manager and he was the like head of like the financial portion. So mm-hmm. him and I would actually meet frequently as a man, like as me as a manager mm-hmm. and talk over numbers and get some insight into business. So we had actually worked close, relatively close together in the mm-hmm. past. So getting to, to reconnect with Charles was really cool. But then, yeah, like we tore down some walls at Portola and. I just kept getting to see this progress from afar. And then I remember when Jared finally was like, so you ready to interview? And I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. <laughs> like just one day and For it sure. felt so casual. <laughs> it felt so casual until that moment where he's like, you ready to interview? And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like months, like months, months, months before we opened Portola. Yeah. Um, 
but it so was like sick. he was we were starting to do we were going to start the pop up and everything over at companion and it was just like it, be, it was going to become real because i was going to actually start working on the floor giving yeah. service like starting to shape Picking this company tunes. for real yeah <laughs> yeah like getting into it so uh I remember interviewing and I just remember if I could go back and interview differently, I probably would. Cause I just remember feeling like a lot of pressure to like show my passion for mm, like what was going to mm-hmm, happen and mm-hmm. like my authenticity. And it just turned into like this funny, like I just talked about all my past experiences and like how I didn't want that to happen. Basically. Yeah. I wouldn't maybe have hired myself, but based on what I, <laughs> but they were like, yeah, based on what we already know about you, like I think you're going to be a good fit, but <laughs> We just wanted to see what would come out of your mouth. Yeah, You're, ex- you you have the job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I but really for hope sure. so. so. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Chris, Jared, and Charles for putting faith in me and just and hiring me. Um, but I remember we got awarded like a nexty for something like best new business or something. So Jared, Chris, and Charles were going to give a speech uh-huh. that night at the Rio. And Jared just casually texted me, by the way, you're on the team. And I like lost my mind, of course. You know, I was like, yeah, like that's such so a Jared pumped. move. Yeah, he's so casual about it. But I'm like, do you realize you maybe just changed my life forever? Also, like, he would have saved me so much stress. Just like, yeah, dude, like, <laughs> you're yeah, just like, so BTW, casual. you're on the team. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Oh, yeah, I meant to tell you this like two days ago, by the way. Right. Yeah. Like that kind of, <laughs> it kind of felt like that because like a couple days have passed. <laughs> so, uh, and then we just, yeah, we got into the pop up. And I remember the first time I came into the pop up, Jared, Chris, and Charles, like saying their names together like that. Uh, they were taking a photo. And at this point, it was like my first day, any interaction. And I was working at Companion. So I was familiar with the layout and the pop-up was at Companion. Mm-hmm. And But for some reason, it felt worlds different. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a totally different thing. It's totally new. Like, I don't know how to act. Like, I was just kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody walked in the door and Jared, Chris, and Charles were taking a picture for... Uh, like a, a magazine or, or like a, some paper, the mm-hmm. good times, I think it was Yeah, for like the pop-ups happening. And Jared looks at me, he's like, all right, dude, you're up. And I like, he's like, so I just walked behind the counter and started helping people like bring in my normal vibes. Yeah. And I just trusted that I knew what to do and it was awesome. And I remember the vividly that moment where I was like, oh, here we go. And here we go. It. And, and cat and never stop, never stopping. <laughs> cat and cloud forever, son. <laughs> um, and now, Fast yeah. forward, what, almost, what, three years? Uh, it's been a little over two. I got, I believe I got hired early June mm-hmm. of, like, 2016. Nice. So, wait, is that? Yeah, that's two two and, pl- two and some years, yeah. Yeah. Two and some, <laughs> two two and years, some years. Two years <laughs> and a few months, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, I think I was telling you this the other morning. I, like, I have a hard time keeping track of time like that because I, I feel just, like I'm so this is going to sound stupid. I feel like I'm in it for the long haul. So I don't think about like the milestones, like anniversaries. Oh yeah. Like when yeah, a yeah. year rolled around, I was like, cool. Like where here's to more, that you know, was, like, wasn't that like, I guess <laughs> I, I think I need to get better maybe about like acknowledging that it is an accomplishment to make it a whole year with something. Yeah. And cause at this point, this is the longest standing coffee job I've held. I actually, didn't, I only worked at her for like two years and cat and cloud feels like so much shorter to me like it feels like yeah like a like a blink of an eye almost. yeah you know in like yeah. this really way that's like really special but also very very quick yeah, yeah. I, I actually I really like that where I personally don't think you should change that about how you view time mm. but that's really cool because you're like totally like we not to discredit the accomplishment or anything yeah. either 
but it's just very cool because yeah you are in it for the the long ride so it's just like this is really rad but i am so stoked to see like what like what's brewing and what's what's going to happen in the future and all this stuff yeah it's almost like taking time to say okay we did it cool what's next yeah you know and just always seeing how everything could be better and being so present in the in the day-to-day but also looking to the future and being like cool totally because in my mind i'm thinking like four years down the line or like two years down the line or what's going to happen you know when we open our stores and aptos and and swift on the west side Mm -hmm. but i do think it's important to be present enough to realize like hey yeah maybe not everybody's going to be here as long as you want to be here so like take time and celebrate that that somebody's made a whole year with this company and given so much of their time yeah. and invested because really it's about celebrating those people. <laughs> I'm just realizing that now. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I it's, want to just give those people yeah, so much love and credit. It's really cool. Cause it, it's little reminders where you remind yourself to be present, but not too present. You also want to like think about the future. Yeah. And like, you also want to remember the past because you want to remember like where you started and people who helped you out. And yeah. so it's like a little, little balance of all, yeah. all three of those. Yeah. So it was funny to me the, mor- the other morning, you're like, uh, happy two year anniversary. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure isn't like the opening of Fortola. Like we opened two years ago next week or a couple of weeks from now. You're yeah. like, Oh, and Nicole said it's like the orientation day was this day. And I'm like, Totally. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I for sure. Not, I've had no clue, but it was really special. And Nicole did a whole post about it and it made me yeah. remember and think about how many people we've gotten to work with and just like, yeah, like meeting, you know, it, it always blows my mind. I, I talk about this every time we hire anybody else. I remember sitting with Jared and Chris and Charles, all of them, and just thinking like what we want to accomplish because at that point, we were just the four of us, and we were sitting on the boxes that the espresso machines were coming in, like mm-hmm. they had come in in Portola. Portola was just basically like wood in a bunch of dust. Mm-hmm. And we were like, I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, how is what we, what we want to accomplish, how are we going to find the right people? Like, who are these people going to be? Because at that mind, I was like, everything we do is going to be about the people that we bring on. We're going to win or lose based on the people. I remember thinking that that was like such a clear, that was like the number one thing I was thinking about. I was like, everybody we bring on is going to be like make or break. And I kid you not on opening day, I was like, how did this happen? Where did these people come from? Yeah. How did we get here? It like was a blur in this moment where I was like all of these amazing people. And I'm not kidding you, Evelyn, every single time we've hired people, I'm like, how did we do it again? How are there these same people here? How like, how how do we continually f- sorry um, find people that are this special and like you know and like not everybody's gonna stay forever but mm-hmm. I'm not like everybody who has worked for Cat and Cloud has contributed something so unique yeah it just I blows my mind that is so funny because thinking about I I think about this often but more recently it's like and I think it's a question like. I asked myself and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people who are interested in our company is like, where do you guys find these people? Like what, what's your structure and what's your thing? Like yeah. how, like where did, why did you decide to go work at cat and cloud? Like, mm. and really I, 
the conclusion I've come to is you can't really explain it in words. It's just you just you just know just from sitting down with someone and also it's just I think it it just comes down to connectedness. There's yeah. something deeper than just skill or talent. One of your strengths. It's <laughs> see how I did that? <laughs> I see you out there. That's uh it's really all it is. It's just like I don't know how to put it in words or how to describe it, but maybe this bird knows. Dude, this bird <laughs> is full on. Oh, it's because the cat, it's the cat is like sitting there. Doggy. Little doggy. Oh, little, little doggy. Little My cat's jay. name is Doggy. Martin would be proud to know that I, that is a seller J. But like what you were saying is there's, like it's hard to put into words It's hard to how put it into happens. words how it happened. And right. it's just... It's also like you kind of take a risk where it's you're like, mm-hmm. I we're gonna go with it or we're yeah. gonna go for it, and it's even on the other end where I could say it for myself where it's like, I don't know what it is, and mm. like, sure, like, there's so many other factors that come in to play. Like, will will I still be able to afford where I live, making this kind of money totally. or like stuff like that, and like the real stuff, like is this going to be long-term? Is it short-term? Like, is it everything I thought it would be or is it not? But you, there was something that for me, it wasn't really always about the coffee. It was about the people. Amen. And it was, I, I've said, I've talked to this with, uh, with Chris where it was like, yeah, it's just, just seeing you guys on social media and seeing who you guys are and, even in just like 15 second videos or just like pictures, I just felt, like these people get it. Yeah. And why doesn't anyone else think this way? Why is <laughs> why aren't other people also so like put these things, these values mm. into pri- like their priorities and yeah. not just in like a work setting but also mm. in like their personal lives. Right. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but this this place just gets me and I feel like I don't always say this and I don't always take opportunities like this, but I feel like I deserve to work at a place like this. Like I sh- I need to treat myself to a place where I feel supported and cared for. Yeah. And dude, dude, that's how I ended up here. Uh, <laughs> freaking love that. <laughs> well, what's okay. So I have two things. One of them is like you, I think the reason, so part of my job right now is culture development and head of HR, which in like a weird, like in between space means like hiring people. Mm-hmm. So I'm also in charge of hiring. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently trying to lock down a process and it's a system for evaluation where we can recreate that, like where I can train other people how to basically be cultural warriors, <laughs> essentially. So where they're sick. in charge of like defending, defending in this way and hiring and bringing people into this family of people. Only we and like, what is our criteria? Like, how do we have that like unspoken thing that happens where you're like, this is a gut feeling. But, like, what are some actual tangibles that you can hold on to to say, like, actually, this person will align with our culture and this person's not a good fit? Yeah. So that's been a lot of my process recently and trying to lock down and find good fits is, like, actually something that's really, really difficult. Yeah. But, what, like, what you said, you're like, I just, you know, I, I came to be here because, like, the values and the people and the way I've always thought about it and what I come back to every time I'm writing like this lengthy brain dump of how to interview people and like what to, what to think about is we've built a business that 
operates a little bit like a human being. And I think that's why people tend to align it or align with it. Mm-hmm. Is it like if you have a, a person, right? You have a person, you generally have a mission statement for your life. You're like, if you think about, if you're self-aware human, you think about like, why do I exist? I generally have some sort of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes not everybody has purpose that's clear for them and that's okay. But it's important, I think, for us, or I believe that it is important for us to be diving in and understanding why we choose to spend the time that we do. Mm-hmm. Why do we spend our time places? Yeah. And just like that, and just like a person would make decisions based on their mission in life. So mm-hmm. if like my mission in life is to like be the best guitar player ever, which it's not, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if my mission in life is to be the best guitar player ever, then my values should also point to that and like guide me towards that mission. They should protect yep. the integrity of my mission. Absolutely. And then the vision for myself is to be, you know, like, or maybe like my mission would be like to like, is to create the best music of all time. And my vision is to be the best guitar player, you know, like, or like mm-hmm. create music that leaves people mm-hmm. feeling like their brains are melted. So, so to be more specific, what, yeah. what is your mission? I guess. As me your as personal. a human being, yeah. I really, I honestly align a lot with the cat and cloud mission and, but mine is more like, I believe that everybody, it's almost like I believe that everybody deserves a shot and I want to see people for who they are. And I want to, I guess I've never thought of it in a statement, but I can like kind of describe it like mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. like talking about, like, I want to be able to take care of people and be there for people and see people for who they are and be a support system. That's like one of my, one of my also part of my strengths is like being a real support system for humans. Cause I feel like I've been really blessed with very, um, like some, uh, some self-awareness mm-hmm. generally of like a good up, like a really, really good upbringing mm-hmm. and just like, just a very privileged life so far, mm-hmm. honestly. And I feel like I've had a lot of insight that, like you said early on, like not a lot of people have role models like my grandpa mm-hmm. in my life and, and what he's been able to offer and what the people in my life have been able to offer me. So it feels very, I feel very priv- privileged and I want to be able to utilize that to give other people avenues to see like how they can be successful in life. Yeah. Like I have so many friends that struggle deeply with depression and with like self-worth and like how they see themselves in the world or just confusion in general. And I feel like I don't struggle with that stuff as much as some other people do. Mm-hmm. And if I don't struggle with that, that means I have the tools to make some, to uh, potentially help somebody else not struggle with it. And that's absolutely, that's like, yeah. I mean, I guess like, I, I want to be a helper <laughs> if that like in the most Dude. basic term, yeah. no, terms ever. Like I want to be, but it manifests in different ways. So yeah. yeah, that's I would say that's my mission. But that's how we've built a business. We've built it like a human. Yeah. <laughs> With a mission and some values that protect just it. And we just have a direction. Baby right yeah. Now. <laughs> We're just one old big old fat baby. <laughs> so it's a child sized drink. It's literally the size of a small child. <laughs> it's hundred and twenty eight <laughs> ounces. It's so big. So Parks big, but rec. it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah. Tanner, that's that's me, dude. That's really it's that's really on. beautiful. Um I'm very I I think I could speak for a lot of people. Mm. Uh guests our crew just people 
people we work out with or mm-hmm. people yeah. we just come across where yeah. I think they're also very happy there is a tanner out there. Thank you. That a tanner <laughs> exists and he <laughs> cares you. and do. and you know what? He's here to help because Maybe. because guys he is Batman. <laughs> That's why. I am Batman, dude. I'm here to help. <laughs> so friendly neighborhood. One final Batman. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I feel like this is a really dying question everyone wants to know. Mm. We've talked so much about music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> what is one of like your favorite songs or albums that you're just like of all time? You guys need to know this. Or cool. okay, yeah, I got it. All right, let's hear it. Wait, no. What was the? Can I hear the or? Well, the or variety pack. maybe I fr- I totally looked adventure. over this question. <laughs> um, what what is something you want people to know about yourself? Mm. Let's let's go with this one first. What oh, is something man. you want people to know about yourself okay. that they don't know and you would like them to know? And it's not necessarily because it's a secret or anything. It's just like yeah. it's just something people don't really know. I feel like uh, maybe people in general don't know this. Like as much as I love helping people, like I think. Hold on, I think that maybe my the people that I work with and the people I'm close to know this about me more so than uh, I'm a I'm pretty introverted person mm-hmm. i'm shy believe it or not i, I am, don't believe I'm, it. I'm awkward i can be very awkward <laughs> i can come off confident when i need to be <laughs> and i can come off like mr mr like you know like mr. everything's cool. cool mr cool like <laughs> like working behind the counter like i'm a full-on like here's the show yeah let me, let me show you what's up you know like <laughs> and i love that energy i love it but when I'm at home, I need to be alone to recoup, and I and I really love and enjoy one-on-one time with people that I genuinely feel comfortable around and feel like there's no pressure to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think I would say that that's probably true for a lot of people, but I'm not going to speak for a bunch of people. But yeah, yeah, I think at work, I like I'm very like blah, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. like very energetic and very. Um, but a lot of times when I'm at home, I need time to rest and like be okay, just being alone and being like. That's why I'm, part of me is like music is my thing where I can be alone, like with something. Yeah. You know, um, that also feels comfortable and I can explore this other part of my brain that's exciting. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you were to meet me, you might think like, like if you were to meet me at work specifically, you might be like, wow, he's like pretty energetic and like really outgoing. Yeah. Pfft, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and the people who have met me outside of work, like I remember the first time Nikki, Nikki J and I met, I was helping Jared move into his house in Coralitos <laughs> and she like I was like Nicole what did you think of me the first time or we had this conversation like <laughs> what did how did we see each other the first time and she's like I remember you were really shy kind of quiet but I was only shy and quiet to Nicole because I didn't know Nicole mm-hmm. and that was it yeah but I was like Jared's like yeah I was like I was just you know I call it humility, trying to be like quiet, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm out here just trying to like help them move. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need to say anything. Um, but yeah, that's just something about me. Like, so if, if I ever meet you in person and I make it weird, I apologize. <laughs> just go ahead and not make it weird for me. And just know that I am just kind of a little awkward. And I've become more and more okay with that. And I try not to be awkward, but I won't necessarily go out of my way to introduce myself to somebody unless I have to. Sorry. 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 I do want to get to know you, but I'm just a little nervous. 
we, we all get a little nervous. Yeah, dude. It's I'm totally so fine. nervous. No, dude. dude, you're speaking to the queen. <laughs> I sit on the throne of the all throne my of nervous children. <laughs> I see all of you, and I I want to talk to all of you too. <laughs> trust me. But again, I'm the queen. Yeah, that, um, I respect that. So back back to our music question. Yeah, the okay, dying question go. everyone wants to go. know. Here we go. Here we go. What is your favorite song or album <sighs> currently? Okay, so I'm going to go all time because I think everybody needs to hear this song. These Days by Jackson Brown. And this song has been done by many different people. Um, but it's just an amazing picture of... like this, uh, there's, there's something so simple and beautiful about this, mo- this moment in time that he's describing throughout this song where he's, he, believe it or not, he wrote the song originally when he was 16 years old. And if you listen to this song, you're like, how did a 16-year-old write this song? Mm-hmm. This guy feels a lot of emotion. <laughs> um, but it's simple, it's beautiful, and it's, it's, it's a love story, but it's a story about life. And yeah, I just think, like, I would like, I would like less to describe it and I would like for people to just experience it. But yeah. also it just means so much to me because it's one of the first songs that my dad was like, like played with me. My dad's an incredible singer mm-hmm. and I picked up the guitar and together we were like this little duo, you know, we got mm-hmm. to play and that was a way that we got to connect. And that was one of the, the songs that uh, we connected over in a big, big way. And Jackson Brown as, as an artist was somebody who I fully on my own went head over heels for in the way of like, lyri- like lyrically storytelling musically just loved in my dad was also just on his own level with that artist as well. Mm-hmm. And we were able to like genuinely connect. It was less like, Hey, like you like this thing, right? And I was like, yeah, dad, that's pretty cool. It was more like, I deeply love this, this artist. And so did he, mm-hmm. and we were able to connect and play his music together. So Jackson Brown these days, give it a listen. Everyone. We're, we're going to put a link down there. If so you, you can guys find make it, sure. Yeah. They're going to put a link down it. below. Just go ahead and listen to that one on Spotify <laughs> or YouTube. Whichever one, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you want to do. Whatever um, outlets you find your music. Yeah. But it's honestly overwhelming to even think about that question. But I think the outstanding one is yeah. Jackson Brown as an artist. Yeah. If you want to listen to an album, The Pretender. Listen to that whole nice. album all the way through. Anyways. Nice. Yeah, dude, that's me. Tanner, everyone. Straight up. That's me. Applause. Applause and Applause goodbye. Everywhere. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, everyone. Thanks oh, for so listening. Isn't this? We'll special. see you soon. Yeah, we'll see say you soon. What's, say what's up next we'll see time. You out there, yeah. <laughs> say what up to Tanner if he doesn't say hi to you. Yeah. I'm the guy with a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs>